Hello and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to an exciting new interview podcast with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. What I did 10 15 years ago, they say they they're making that stuff today. So if I did that 10 15 years ago, where I am today, I'm I'm already ahead. And I think I was reactionary to the ones who had the agenda or the ones who were trying to get you somehow or the other and I was ready to fight. Right. And I'm like do you think I, I don't want to fight. Abey it's so nice to see you in person. Yes and you. <laughs> it's been way too long. I think 2012 was the last time. Oh my god. Yeah it was in um Toronto Tef- Film Festival. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Did wow. we meet I think we met in Mami after that but I'm not sure because yeah, it was sure. Mami was so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we actually even if we did we just in passing not like Tiff, where we actually got to chat and yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm glad. <laughs> you know, your new film, Jungle Cry, um, is is of course a classic underdog story, yeah. right? Which doesn't have an expiry date. Yeah. But this film, you were giving interviews about it in 2019, and I was just thinking, like, a what happened? I know the pandemic happened, but why so long to come to a streaming platform? And how did you keep the faith? <laughs> It's tough, you know. <laughs> I keeping faith is just a thing. It's what you do. It's what you do. <laughs> It's a yes. state of being. Yes. You know, you do yeah. breath work, <laughs> pranayam. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Like I think by the last few years, I don't have. It's really what you just said, keeping the faith. Like I'm like, all right, I've done my bit, mm. and I can't take on because I took on so much early in my career from the kind of films I want to make, the statements we want to do, the originality. new talent debuts darara just became a lot yeah. so i think because i took on so much just in the beginning of my career that at some point i came to a halt and i was like you know what i can't take responsibility for everyone and everything so mm. so i do my work and i'm out i do my work i'm out and i hope the best for you yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can manage great call me i'll market if you can't i understand i don't know i didn't i, I don't even make calls anymore to ask where are you how are you i'm just like i've done my work when you ready call me <laughs> it sounds peaceful it is there's there's only so much you can do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so but tell me when when there is a gap between when you've done your work and when you finally see it go out to an audience hmm. do you become more critical of your own work because you have more experience or there's too much time that has come in between yeah you know you look at your work and you want to be objective about it uh i've come to that one point in my life where I sometimes don't even watch my work. <laughs> It's like really? unless I really have to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've, But I I've, know a lot of actors who say that they don't watch. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you know, there's there's a point in this film where you playing the coach Rudra, you tell the boys uh, uh, that yaad rakhna bhediye ki taakat jhund mein hai aur jhund ki taakat bhediye mein hai, right? but you have have never been the jhund person <laughs> <laughs> right um, you know your heart always always beat for the left of mainstream yeah independent cinema which yeah. is the cinema that came under most pressure in the last two years of the pandemic and conventional yeah. wisdom at least in the hindi film industry right now is that films like this are no longer theatrical uh, propositions yeah. uh, does it make it harder to make then the choices you do make Well, here's the thing. I was doing this straight from the start of my career, you know. So it was always difficult. It's never been easy. Yeah, so yeah. whether a pandemic comes in and makes things more difficult, some other dynamic comes into play, 
you know, I've always taken this on and they were mostly debuts or people early in their career. So whether it's Imtiaz debuting with me or, or Divakar's second movie as with Zoya or like, yeah, Navdeep's debut. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there were ideas also on top that didn't necessarily considered saleable. Mm. I just remember I pushed and pushed and pushed. And after Oi Lucky and Devdi, there was a sudden change towards me. Uh, and suddenly were like, oh, wait a minute, you know, that this guy is selling. Mm. So, but then that put me off even more because I was like, why didn't you have faith in me from before? <laughs> Which is, of course, young idealism and naivety. You live and learn. So I think You got that, mad with your own stardom? I, stardom in any case was something I had to adjust myself to because I grew up in a film family and sure. so I just, I was scarred as a child being asked personal questions in school about my family and is this true and is that true and then I remember teachers also getting insulting sometimes so I actually had a hate for stardom but I wanted to act mm -hmm. and that worked against me because you can't, you know, hate is also extreme yeah. position to take so that anger was something that made me want to run away from the attention I was getting. But it's a catch-22. It's like, if you're not getting attention, that means no one's watching your work. Right. So, you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. that was another conflict that I had, mm. which made me take a step back because I really had to come around and embrace stardom, so to speak. Well, fame, not stardom. Stardom is something that you can't, media's paid for, so to speak. You know, yeah. like you, you yeah. kind of build it up by mm. investing in your star. So, mm. Mm. and I just thought that was vulgar as well. <laughs> like your work should speak for itself. Again, too much idealism. Yeah. <laughs> but when you are working with debuts, though this Jungle Cry is of course directed by Sagar, who made Bheja Fry before that, yeah. but what is it that you're looking for? Is it the compelling script, like something like Jungle Cry, what would, what made you say yes? I mean, I was looking for content, it, it, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking for somebody debuting. Early in my career, just because nobody was really experimenting when I started. Yeah. And so the only people who were, were those who were debuting and they weren't still affected by market forces because they haven't got a film yet. Right, right. And so that's why by chance I ended up with debuts more often than not. Given me a choice, I would rather get somebody who has some support behind them because I still want to stay away from just conforming, you know, to the formula. Uh, but which is why I want somebody with some experience behind them because it's not just about making a movie, it's about marketing and selling it, which is something I learned the hard way as well. So I'd rather not work with a debut, but hey, what the hell, I'm, I'm looking at producing a film and acting with a debut director myself right now, so <laughs> it still carries on. It's just a walking contradiction. Yeah, you know what I mean, so trying to find my balance a little bit. Um, as far as Jungle Cry is concerned, yeah, it, it kind of checked those boxes, you know, it was a true story about these kids, tribal kids who played a rugby match and won the world. Michael J for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. It's an incredible trust, <laughs> which I think most of us have no clue about. No, and you know, the, the fun thing was, um, the sad but funny thing is that they won the World Cup at this, in the same way that India won the Cricket World Cup. Yeah. And while of course we must applaud our cricket players, here was this beautiful underdog story about tribal kids 
uh, uh, you know, studying in this institute, started by this amazing individual called Dr. Samantha, who've, who's made a mission in his life to educate tribal kids, give them food and clothing, shelter, education, like the whole world. Yeah. And then, you know, to send them out and have them win a World Cup was, I think, a beautiful story. Yeah, we have cricket and we have those iconic players, no doubt. But I think it's time we also applaud, you know, people who aren't famous, aren't huge, but have achieved something big because yeah. their journey actually is far bigger in a way. Because yeah. cricketers are still in a place where they're trained and they know, you know, they have the best of facilities and access. They already have all of that. These kids had none of that. You know, Abhay, my thesis about you is that you were a streaming star long before we knew what streaming meant. Okay? You were doing that. You, you, you did it. We didn't even know. We, we had no idea what streaming was going to be, but you were doing that. And my question now is, Abhay, we've got over 50 platforms in the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, Amazon did this massive launch of, I don't know, some 30 plus shows. There's so much work happening, so many different kinds of stories being told. Why aren't you at the center of this? Um, I don't know. Like it's, I've taken a back seat for sure. I'm not jumping to sign stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I was doing ideas 10, 12 years ago that are still relevant today and people are saying, oh, you were 10, 12 years ahead. The problem is when I did those ideas, they were one step for me and I was ready to take the next step. And I think that next step is still 10 years ahead. <laughs> so I'm always kind of dealing with, okay, did that now. That was controversial for that time. Now I have this. Right. And they're like, no, 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 this is controversial. And 10 years later, they'll be making that. Can't you just stay in step with the time up here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think now I'll be more conformist. Because what's the point? Like, there's only so much you can do. Like, if But conformist feels defeatist. True. Wrong choice of words. Because I think maybe that's why I'm not so active. Because I'm still negative in my reaction to it. Hmm. Maybe I need to just celebrate tradition call it that <laughs> oh this is our tradition this is what we do so maybe I should just word it like that instead of saying well I've seen that a million times and it's just conformist but so I Abit, tell me this you know you you now also have the um, the luxury of distance right yeah geographical distance because you're living in LA or you're living in Goa you have distance from the business you know you're not like embedded no. in in that way yeah. uh, don't you feel that there are some vital changes that have happened? Like, for example, you, I remember seeing this interview you did many years ago where you said like stardom is more about marketing than about talent, right? But you now have Alia or Ranbir or Ranveer, Deepika, you know, all massive stars with yeah. actual acting chops. Yeah. Uh, don't you think those are all good changes? Oh, yeah. Um well, here's the thing. There's talent is there in abundance. Yeah. It's not like we lack it. Uh, but investment is not in abundance. You see. So, if you you have to have talent in order to be a star, no doubt. But you also need that investment in you. Hmm. And I suppose I come from that space of well, there should be a pool. Like I wish tax money would go into this pool, where you invested in the people and not just in the in small number of individuals because it's still very cliqueish you know it's still very much like a high school canteen the industry you know like is it, it do you still find it, it i mean don't you <laughs> hey i'm interviewing you <laughs> 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 
um, so I think I still have to work around that. I, st I still desire to be more open to other people, like yeah. talent that is not from the industry. Mm. Talent that comes from outside as well would be nice. But doesn't, hasn't streaming enabled that to a certain extent? It is. Extent? To a certain extent, it yeah. is. It's enabled that and it's enabling it more and more yeah. as time goes. And the streaming services proved that the people you, that the industry didn't bet their money on are now doing really well. Yeah. Because the streaming platforms were like, well, we want to cater to this scene, no doubt. There's, this is the mainstream, let's invest in it. But we want to create our own as well. And so those platforms that did invest in their own now created their own stars. And you realize that it was visibility of talent that takes talent ahead. Yep. You know, um, and now there's a bit more choice than before. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's quite a lot, you know, and I think I got a little overwhelmed. Even now I'm getting overwhelmed and trying to explain Right. Everything to you. But are you more optimistic? I am. I am. I definitely am more optimistic because what's the point in being pessimistic? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've yeah. come to that point where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to anything that I find is negative. While it's there, it's there. Fine. There's, it'll go on its own if it has to. Yeah. Uh, what's the positives that are around me? And then when you look, you find that, oh, okay, there are. There are things to be positive about, so just keep your energy and focus over there on the people that are genuine, not the ones who have an agenda. Because hmm. you'll always have both. And I think I was reactionary to the ones who had the agenda or the ones who were trying to get you somehow or the other, and I was ready to fight. Right. And now I'm like, do your thing. I, I don't want to fight. I'll, you know. You're, you're at that, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves said somewhere uh -huh. that I'm at that point in my life where if someone says two plus two is five, I'm like, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have it your way. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. There's more peace in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a good space in that sense. Um, and work will always come. It's not like it won't. And it does. Um, but I still deal with how far I want to push it. Like... As creators, the satisfaction you get um, from pushing your own self. Yeah. And if you, if you are in any case somewhere kind of walking the edge, then you want to explore that edge. Mm. And uh, that if that's just the way you are, then that's the way you are. And in many ways, I am who I am and I can't help it. Um, you may not like it, but at least what you see is what you get. Right. I'm not trying to cover myself up to package it in a certain way so that you, I can be digestible to you. I'm not digestible to you. Fair enough. You know, I'm not expecting you to 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 see me in a certain way. Mm. Um, I don't have an agenda. My only agenda is to explore my creativity as far as I can, and and that's why I'm still slow because what I did 10, 15 years ago, they say they they're making that stuff today. So if I did that 10, 15 years ago, where I am today. I'm already ahead and so I'm constantly still looking for that filmmaker to come along or that studio to support because um, like when I conceived Dave D and I went around shopping it most people said no one wants to make this movie yeah. you know what I mean and then when it was a success uh, they said okay we want and I got a lot of offers that were exploring the Dave D territory and I was like well you know the formula for Dave D was something you haven't seen before so if there's any formula, that's it. Now you want to do that formula again? I'll give you something else that's never been made before. Right. But they couldn't put a number to that. Yeah. You know, it has to still come with a number. It has to come with uh, endorsement already. Yeah. And I was like, my whole thing is that it, there's some come and see something that you haven't seen before. Yeah. And that's still hard. Even the, the work I've done the last few years has not gone to that level. Mm -hmm.
you know, because filmmaking is not an individual process. It's not a director's medium. It's not a actor's medium. It's not a cameraman's medium. It's all of them collectively who create it. I think gone are the days to say, oh, the director is a captain of the ship. I'm sorry. I've seen directors who are supported by DP, and I've seen, you know, yep, absolutely, <laughs> who, absolutely. Yeah, the directors who like all they know is to talk to the actor, but nothing else. Yeah, you know, and, and it's the DP framing and, and, and blocking DP saying and yeah, everything else. Everything, yeah, you know, so yeah. I'm like. No, there's something wrong here. Yeah. So I, I realized that it's a team effort. It's not an individual effort. It's not the actor alone that makes the performance. You know, mm -hmm. some, an edit can make or break a performance. You can have a mediocre performance that's propped up by a good yeah. edit. Yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. So, you that's know, it's... That's why it's so it's, magical. Yeah. And so it's tough to try. It's also so tough also. Yeah. It is. Because it everybody... Is. You have that many more people that have to be on the same page. It's not like a paint and a canvas where it's just you and that. Yeah. Now you're dealing with other people and how far they can push themselves. But Abed, the, I have to ask this. The narrative around you is he's such a talented actor, but, but either lazy, too difficult to work with. What is your response to that? Well... <sighs> I have been gaslit a lot. There was a director recently who publicly did it and he has an agenda of his own. So what can you do? Like I said, I am what you see is what you get. And it's easy when you wear your heart on your sleeve to be manipulated as well. So in my defense, I'll say that much. But as far as the other things are concerned, I don't know, like lazy. If it's not going to push me creatively, I, a lot of times I can just show up, read a scene and do it. And that comes across as lazy. But I know that if I'm being pushed, I really, again, I, my preparation comes from within. Like I don't have to be, I don't have to do too much to put myself in a position where I'm vulnerable. I'm always vulnerable. Hmm. And so sometimes that may come across as lazy. I don't know. I, I can't defend myself. It's like two plus two is five, sure. Like, so, but I will say in my defense that people have an agenda and I've been gaslit. So, hmm. so there is that. And, and I don't say much. I don't know much publicity. I don't pay for PR. You know, I don't do any of it. And so, I would just say, don't believe everything you hear. Um, but it's sad, like the vocal ones are the ones that get printed and then that repeated enough time tends to become the truth. Right. Doesn't mean it is, yeah. you know, and I could play that game, but. You're not interested. No, it, it, I do feel like today I want to like defend myself a bit. There was, I remember there was, deliberate negative marketing done for like Shanghai. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, Dibakar literally told me like, oh, we're going to put some false negative stories because that gets more eyeballs. And then they got a journalist who has, who I had a contentious, contentious <laughs> relationship with. strategically planned it negative? It was planned negative, but they got a journalist who didn't get along with me. So he put negative stories about me only. <laughs> and so I got very upset with Dibakar. So huh. now those stories are out and they're completely false. And I'm taking names and giving you. I'm yeah, not taking the journalist yeah. name because journalists tend not to take other journalists' names. <laughs> I learned that too. Other actors you can slag, but don't slag another journalist. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So they got this journalist who didn't like me and, and he was given full reign to do negative stories and he chose to be negative about me. Mm. And then those stories out there. And so what do I do now? I mean, I got angry because obviously I'm defending myself here. These are clear lies. Dibakar himself said we're putting false stories out. And so then they put a stop to it. Yeah. Do you feel like they just don't get you, the industry? Uh, they can be that. Um, and I can be a handful too. Um, I'm not so much anymore because like I said, two plus two is five, as you said. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm easily misunderstood. Like I said, when you wear your heart on your sleeve, you get manipulated or you get misunderstood. Mm -hmm. 
So there's definitely been a lot of that. And I myself was not refined enough to, I'm re I was reactionary, right. you know. Uh, and now I don't react, I respond as they say. Took a lot of meditation to get there, but. <laughs> um, and Good I for you. Yeah, and I realized diplomacy doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily a lie if you're diplomatic. And uh, being conformist, as I said, it, it can also be fun. You know, sometimes you can just do it for a laugh, you know, and what's the big deal? Why does everything have to be pushing your creativity? Sometimes you can just enjoy your creativity and not push it. Yeah. So I'm definitely in a better place today and not reactionary. But yes, it took a while to get there. Um, and the industry, as you know, I mean, it's a hard place for anyone, it not is. just me, even for the stars, yeah. even those who are doing mainstream stuff. I mean, it takes a lot to get where they've gotten. Yeah. And I think what one should recognize is it's a difficult business yeah. and you have to be forgiving of people. And that I speak for myself also. I have to be forgiving of people too. But that is not to say that you should recognize all the elements that are in play. There's not one thing that makes a person a success or a failure. No. So one thing that makes a person a certain kind, you know, many, many, many things came together to create this being, mm. this individual, this star, you know, and there's never one clear answer. Yeah. yeah. It is it is sort of the Faustian bargain, isn't it? You pay for it with yeah. your soul. Yeah, uh, but I have no regrets. Yeah. Like I'm I, I I believed in what I said. At least like I said, I wasn't trying to be something I'm not. Mm. And I've grown up in this industry. So I've seen how fame can be fickle and how people sort of aren't happy. Success doesn't necessarily bring you happiness. Yeah. Money doesn't bring you necessarily happiness. Um, you get a little and then you want more. You get a little and then you want more. And it never ends. So I'm glad I'm not there. I'd rather be here where I am today, happy with what I have, than have a lot and still be unhappy. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of stars go there. I knew this already before. Like people say, oh, you had an advantage, you were born in the industry. The only advantage I had is I've seen fame up close and I'm not enamored by it. I've just come to a point where I don't hate it anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's the one thing which a lot of people from the outside don't realize. You know, they come in and they get a taste of it and then they want more and then they, it becomes their way of being. And I'm, at least that was the one advantage I had. It did not become that part that I worked for. Yeah. I don't work for that. Speaking of growing up in the business, I saw this lovely picture of you ah. and Bobby. How amazing. I was like, somebody needs to cast these two in a film <laughs> right now. Okay, how amazing are both of you looking yeah. and especially together? I know, and I posted this on my IG yes, as well. Yes, I saw, I saw it on your Instagram. So what are the chances of this happening? I don't know. Let's see. Someone should come up with a good script. Um, I don't mind. I've always maintained I'd be afraid to work with family because how do I be something I'm not in front of my brother yeah. or my taya? You know what I mean? Because... Yeah, I find it more intimidating to work with family um, just because I don't think I'd be able to concentrate or focus. Like I said, I, for me, performance is a vulnerable space. Yeah. And I suppose I don't, I can't be vulnerable. I'm already vulnerable around family. How much more vulnerable can you get? You know, so I think there's, I get protective around them for my own self. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But this visual shouldn't go to waste. I know. I put it on my IG. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some script will come along. Let's see. Indeed. We've got the visual. Now we just need a script for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Last question. What is your favorite memory of shooting Jungle Cry? 
Well, the kids were really nice. It was nice to hang with them and, and see how bright they were, you know. And I felt bad because I kind of had this feeling in my head, which is like, oh, I hope this film gets released. Because <laughs> you know, you've been there. Yeah, yeah, because they have this wonderful experience and they've loved it. Obviously, they want to see themselves on TV or, or the screen. Yeah. And so I hope it happens for them, more than me, even. Yeah. Um, there was that. I'm trying to see if there was any more. Meeting Dr. Samantha, you know, I think he's a great man. Seeing the campus mm -hmm. and what he has going. Um, yeah, and then, of course, England's always fun to go and work there. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly an inspiring story. I mean, thank you so much. You. And and um, let's not wait another <laughs> like 10 years to do this Well, again. hopefully Netflix will come up with that show in the next three months. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. If you liked what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube.